When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the WrestleWolf Podcast, brought to you by the Pigskin Podcast Network. I'm Damien Gibson. And I'm Paulie T. Damien and I are nerdy wrestling neckbigs, here to give you our takes on the week that was in alternative wrestling. You can find us on Twitter at Mark Paulie T and Mr. Damien Gibson. And for all things WrestleWolf, go to WrestleWolf.com. It's another huge week in pro wrestling. Uh, the big news about Vince McMahon quitting WWE amidst sexual misconduct conduct and rape allegations. Uh, also coming up, highlights, lowlights, and wait-and-see moments from Dynamite and Rampage. Paul. Well, yes. Uh, <laughs> what are we? My, my the last few days have been a little bit um, dour personally because uh, I've busted my ankle and I'm just balancing painkillers and crutches and, and just not feeling the best. Paul has been busted open. <laughs> <laughs> but um uh and it's just because i'm old it's uh, it was nothing exciting it was nothing interesting <laughs> and, oh, i feel you man so just seriously <laughs> i can't get out of bed without hurting myself <laughs> these days but my lordy 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 what uh what 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 a what a thing what a what a piece of information that we have to discuss today yeah the, um, the big guy big Vinny v yeah you ruined it um remember that remember when he did that to renee um yeah so <laughs> look uh matt kept <clears throat> so kayfabe messaged me this morning and was like you must be dancing on the ceiling i was like well i don't know what you're talking about and he's like vince quit and i was like oh holy shit um it's not uh, you know like i don't think it's anything to oh i mean do we want to go through the news story real quick and then give our yes we do opinion <laughs> opinions on it so vince tweeted basically uh essentially along the lines of i don't know if you've got the actual tweet there but it's been fun uh at 77 it's time to retire retire now forever together always uh thanks wwe universe it was something along those lines um and then of course all of the youtubers and 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 Dirt Sheets went into overdrive. There was news about Brock Lesnar quitting on the back of Vince leaving and all sorts of craziness. But there was an official letter that was sent out um, to the staff at WWE. Is that right, Paul? Yeah, yeah. So this was um, this was shared by someone on Reddit and, and has been confirmed by uh, the guys at uh, F4W. So this is... Um, Alvarez and Unky Dave and his crew um, have confirmed this. He said, to all WWE... Oh, take two. He <laughs> said, 
to all WWE superstars. As I approach 77 years old, OMG, am I really that old? Yeah, and he really did put that in the question in the note. Jesus. Um, I feel like it's time for me to retire. <laughs> That's why. Um, I've that was me. Oh, you uh, just I've, had this thought out of anyway, I'm not <laughs> keep going. <laughs> I've I've thoroughly enjoyed sharing my passion, wisdom, and love of the business with you. No longer will you see the smiling, docile, level headed, calm presence at Gorilla every week. Did he legitimately write this shit? Is this true? This is true, right? Oh, oh, yes. Okay. Oh, my God. Your dedication to WWE will ensure that our company will continue to grow and prosper. Our organization is nothing without you. You are WWE's only natural resource chosen to perform in front of a global audience. You are all WWE global, global ambassadors. Carry the WWE flag wherever you go. Wave it high and proud and bust your ass to be all you can be as a person and a performer. One other thing. I won't be with you, but I'll be watching. Remember to keep your hands up, grab a hold, and sell. By the way, SmackDown airs live tonight at 8pm Eastern, 7pm Central on Fox. What the fuck was that last bit all about? It's insane. It's insane. Why is he do why is he <laughs> why is he spruiking the show that they're all on at the end of this internal memo? Oh man. Is that still him hustling them to be like, remember, get on fucking socials and pump out SmackDown propaganda? Um, one thing I did pick up out of many things that have been discussed in in a short period of time about this huge news is that he is no longer CEO. He is no longer the head of creative, but he is still the majority shareholder. Yeah. So, <laughs> still has a say, uh, but uh, now I, I would imagine we're not going to see his face anymore. Am I ever going to see Vince's face again? No way. Get fuck. Fuck off. Uh <laughs> <laughs> take the boy out of Brody. Um, yeah, man. Well, I mean, there isn't really much for us to say. I mean, I could I could do 60 minutes. I could do a tight 60 minutes on this if you want me to. <laughs> <laughs> it, there's no other. I mean, the first thought that comes to mind is things must be really bad. You know, as far as like w what how these investigations are looking, what the stories are. Like the Wall Street Journal are like a professional wrestler at the moment. They're calling the shots, going, oh, we got more, man. We got, <laughs> but we're coming for you and we've got more. Like it's it's insane what's happening. The fact that Wall Street Journal is the essentially the American masthead of Murdoch Media and Murdoch's in bed with <laughs> fucking Donald Trump and so is Vince, but they're turning on each other. Uh, there's so much going on here that it, it's fascinating to watch. But, the, yeah, the first thing that comes into my mind is, Vince, things must be really bad as far as what's going to come down the pipe, as far as more information is concerned. I assume that there's been some sort of <clears throat> um, correspondence between the investigators 
on behalf of the board and the information, maybe there's information that they've found that hasn't come out as well, or it's just on the basis of mounting pressure from what information has come out already. But um, I don't imagine so. For Vince to be, like, initially, like, because he was on Raw, he was on SmackDown, he was doing victory laps, whether he thought that was like, okay, well, I'll be on Raw and SmackDown a couple more times before I get hauled out of here. But, you know, he's introducing John Cena. He's, like, for a couple of weeks there, he was really sort of acting as if, like, well, it's fine, nothing's going to happen to me. And for such a sudden change of heart and to be departing at literally, you know, I mean, it feels like as far as his attitude is concerned out of nowhere, I'll be really, really interested to see what, the what news hits in the next couple of weeks so now that um this retirement announcement has been made uh i assume you'll be tuning back into the product every week i was asked that this morning like oh maybe wwe could be could get good you know and i was like look there would (laughs) paul's got a big smile on his face like oh here we go i'm gonna have to fucking listen to this for 10 minutes now i'll be quick there's a lot that would have to change at WWE for me to to get back on board. But I just want to, like, I don't, like, I loved WWE for a really long time. Growing up watching WWF, it was, like, my favourite thing on earth. So, yes, I got into wrestling because of Vince and his company and, you know, but as you get older, you discover more about their business practices and what goes on behind the scenes and you have to make a decision of whether you want to support that product or not. And that's why me and Paul do this podcast where we talk about, we try and talk about anything but WWE because we're too, we were massive fans of that company and have walked away, one, because AEW exists, but two, because the deals with Saudi Arabia, like the treatment of women in the company full stop, um, this weird dog whistling to the MAGA base in America that's been happening for the last four to five years, uh, you know, on the record racist wrestlers being rewarded with fucking title runs like, uh, Austin Theory, like the, the it just goes on and on and on and on and on. So it's not. I mean, people are going to roll their eyes pretty hard at this. It's not good enough that Vince just steps aside. There, there has to be systematic change at the company for people like me and Paul to even think about watching it again. Outside of the fact that the product is bad, the wrestling is bad, the promos are bad, the shows are too long. There's a lot of different things that would have to change before I think a lot of people would come back to them. But this is, it's a positive, like, you know, if you're a fan of WWE and I've seen this take on Twitter a little bit this morning of like, this is the best possible thing that could happen if you're a WWE fan. And as far as creative is concerned, and I I don't necessarily disagree with that, but look who's taken over creative, Bruce Pritchard. So things are going to get a lot worse before they get better. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, but you know, if if Triple H was to um, take over and Steph, is that any better? I don't know. Probably. I mean, it is better than Vince, but it's still that family. Um, you know. So I don't know, man. It, it. I. It's it's sad in a way that it's got to this, you know. But um, these are the actions of this person, and these are the consequences. You you can't just. Get away with this shit forever. Uh, I wasn't a regular viewer of the old black and gold NXT days, but I um, certainly read a lot about um, you know what was happening and the and the um, 
the impressions of fans that the, the impressions fans had, and I heard a lot from you <clears throat> at the time. And it seemed to me that uh, the creative control that uh, Paul Levesque and 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 um, uh, William Regal and Road Dog and yeah, um, and Shawn Michaels, yeah. I can remember his name, um, had and, and put into that product at that time was working really well. And mm. it was very similar to the kind of quality wrestling matches and good booking and deep, you know, not, not every or not the majority of matches ending in stupid DQ bullshit like you always expect on, you know, the majority of the main roster mm. WWE <clears throat> booking. So, look, I, I'm I'm certainly um, open to believe that now that uh, you know the that I mean t- Hunter, uh, Triple H Paul Levesque is now doing talent relations, so he's not doing not in a creative, but now he's got a a, a a a different, more defined role. He's probably going to have more of an influence, um, hmm. uh, whether or not. You know that gets pushed aside by. Um, sorry, dude. The nine, the guy you mentioned just a few seconds. Bruce Pritchard. Bruce Pritchard, exactly. That's it. Well, yeah. the bell tolls for Bruce Pritchard. He's there specifically because of Vince brought him back on board, and every second episode of his podcast prior to him going back to WWE, he openly talked about how he and Stephanie didn't get along. He and Hunter didn't get along. So. Right. That's a really interesting thing to watch as well because if Stephanie does get the keys to the kingdom, the first person who'll be out on his ass will be Bruce Pritchard. Yeah. <laughs> so um, I think for people who really want, and and Matt who does the WCW show with me, is one of these guys who really wants to like WWE but finds it really, really difficult because of the things that we've stated in the past. I think you and me have both sort of just given up and walked away completely. <laughs> but um, I can understand that because it is something that's brought a lot of joy to a lot of different people. So um, I think most people want Stefan Hunter to take over and sort of be the new era of WWE, but I just don't know if you're going to get that. If though, Like I think the booking, if if Hunter was to take over the booking of the main roster, it's not going to be the same as Black and Gold NXT, right? Because they're... The template of what they're doing at the moment is actually working. Like they're <laughs> they're they're getting great. I mean, they're number one on cable, right? Like in the in the uh, ratings and everything, and they're making massive profits and stuff. So, as much as AW fans or whatever want to sort of um, uh, talk about, oh well, you know, this isn't working. That's a terrible product, and blah blah blah. People are watching it. So I don't know if even if Triple H was to take over. My point is, even if Triple H was to take over the booking, I don't know if it would change. I don't think it would. Yeah, it, it, it's um, it, it's still succeeding, and uh, in in the sense that um, they're, they're you know the the rates rating well, and people are buying plenty of tickets to their events. Um, but and it doesn't it doesn't that doesn't suggest to, to me that um that it's a better product it's just a different product and um it's certainly not a better product <laughs> um uh and, and yeah there's no way that uh, I, w- I, w- I could stand watching you know a three-hour broadcast 
um, on a on a Tuesday evening of that product um, no. uh, in 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 my time zone. Um, just another another related piece of news that I thought might be worth mentioning at this time, and that's that um, it's newsworthy for for Damien and 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 me because we are Australians, and um, a um, an Australian guy just recently won a uh, the the. the British Open or the Open Championships? Mm. Well, I'm not sure if that's exactly what they. See. Yeah, the British Open. It's called the British golf. Are you talking about? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, mm. and um, uh, I think um, Adam Smith was it? Uh, Cameron Smith. Cameron Smith. Sorry. Um, um, during the the press conference, he was asked if he was going to be joining the um, the, the the rogue Saudi uh, backed tour, uh, and he was really offended. Uh, saying, you know, I've just won this trophy and you were asking me that. Um, now, he didn't actually deny that he was going to do it, <laughs> um, but um, it, it, it's very interesting and very relevant that there are a lot of um, there are a lot of people really angry uh, uh, that this is existing and there's this so much what what people are calling and I would also call blood money behind hmm. absolutely um this uh breakaway tour of of uh of golfers um and a lot of them have been um uh suspended their 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 membership with the professional golf golfers association has been suspended or uh, i don't know when a lot of people when they use that word suspended they actually mean terminated but um uh so uh, it's yeah. So it says. So you know, to bring it back to uh, our, our our topic at the moment, um, if WWE post Vince were to tear up the contract with Saudi Arabia, that would start people, you know, uh, like you and me, uh, you know, actually opening our eyes and going, oh, absolutely, like, oh, uh, fuck, this is a new era. Okay, <laughs> yeah, we 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 are gonna leave the past behind and we are changing direction. I don't see it happening. No, I don't see it happening either because they've been getting away with it for five, six years without really any backlash from their fan base or from anybody really besides little podcasts like ours. <laughs> and, um, you know, you've still got, you still got Stephanie who is a McMahon running the show at the moment. And you've got people like Nick Khan, Bruce Pritchard, you know, uh, Kevin Dunn, like these people were all there and all part of these decisions, even even Triple H. I know people want to sort of put Triple, Triple H over here as like, oh, but he's not, but NXT. <laughs> <laughs> like there was still a part of these decisions and happily went along with them. And, you know, the only people who voiced any pushback really on that Saudi Arabia stuff from what I saw and remember was – uh, Brian Danielson and Sami Zayn, because they were the two guys who refused to go. So everybody else was more than happy to go across and get the money and do the shows. And I mean, it also seems like WWE is not a place where you get a huge amount of flexibility with that stuff. But um, a lot would have to change. A lot would have to change with WWE for me to to get back to the point where I'm like, oh, Royal Rumble, cool, I'll check that out. That is for sure. Um, um, 
Should we touch on the weird Brock news that came and went for half an hour, or just leave that to the annals of wrestling news weirdness? Oh, real quick, I suppose. So um, uh, there were bits and pieces that came up uh, post the Vince departure news, and uh, people were comparing it to when um, Sasha Banks and and Naomi left um, mid-broadcast because Brock also left during SmackDown. Uh, or was it just before SmackDown? I don't know. It's very. I think it was before. Yeah. Okay. Mm. Um, and um, and so they uh, like he ha- hadn't hadn't appeared um, uh, during his scheduled segment, as far as I know. And then so a lot of people were saying, "Oh, okay." So Brock's decided if Vince not there, Vince isn't there. I'm not going to be part of this anymore. But then he turned up later anyway. So uh, I don't know. I don't really don't know what happened. Yeah, who knows? Could be. <laughs> I mean, this is Brock is a weird dude. Um, uh, it doesn't surprise me that his loyalty would be with Vince. So maybe a call from Vince smoothed that out. Of like, listen, champ, don't don't cry for me, sort of thing. You know, but um, who knows, man? I. I I mean, it would be a double whammy for me if it was like Vince is gone and also Brock Lesnar has quit. Like, oh, holy shit, what a glorious day this is for <laughs> WWE and for wrestling in general. But he's coming to AEW. No! <laughs> no! We've already got too many fucking people. Oh, oh, oh. Um, I think this is a perfect time for us to take a break. But just yes. before we do, what you just said had, has some relevance. Um. So there is a guy who uh, was brought on board as a trainee into um, uh, whatever they're calling their, oh, it's probably NXT. I don't know. Uh, Mm. It used to be called OVW and something before that anyway. Um, So uh, he was brought on to the, 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 I don't know, let's say the 2021 class of trainees I can't remember his name. I just remember seeing pictures of him um, and pe- the, the, the people were claiming on social media, oh, look, uh, you know, uh, people say that WWE uh, uh, aren't very good at creating new stars, so here's what they do. They just clone the old ones. And that's this guy who looks exactly like Brock Lesnar, but just a younger version of him. Mm-hmm. But then a few months later, for whatever reason, he was, he was released. And now he's appeared on AEW Dark. Yeah, I saw that. It's really interesting. Really interesting. I think that, that you know, I, I haven't actually seen him wrestle, but I'm just like, why not explore that? Have a yeah. look. Yeah. You know? So uh, while we're taking a break, I'll find out what his name is. <laughs> <laughs> Let you all, all right. know. Uh, so we'll take a quick break. After the break, we'll be back with our uh, wait and see moments, highlights, the low lights predictions spot of the week and our new segment mark of the week
The action never ends at DraftKings Sportsbook. With tons of ways to bet on all your favorite sports, you can fuel your fandom and feel the heat of the season like never before. Plus, right now, DraftKings Sportsbook is giving new customers a risk-free bet up to $1,000. That's right, make your first bet up to $1,000, and if it doesn't win, you'll get another shot to cash in. You can throw down on all the major action for baseball, golf, MMA, and more. Plus, with same-gay parlays, spreads, money lines, over-unders, and props, your betting options feel endless. Uh, I'm looking forward to John Moxley defending his interim AEW belt against CM Punk at All Out in a few weeks. I'll be putting some money on Punk. You guys know that. Uh, best of all, DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. You can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TPPN. Make your first deposit and get a risk-free bet up to $1,000. That's promo code TPPN only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Welcome back. Uh, all right, let's jump into the week that was in AEW television. And uh, as is traditional, we start with our wait and see moments for the week. Um, Paulie, would you like to open the batting on this one? Yeah. Um, and just before I do, like I said before the break, um, I just wanted to clarify who I was talking about. And that is a guy who used to be called Harland in NXT 2.0, and he's now using a, a, what I believe is his real name, Parker Bordreau, uh, and um, he, he's, uh, he's been uh, featured on AEW Dark, or maybe will be in a couple of days, so yeah, out for him. Okay, so wait and see. Um, this week, we saw um, after uh, Brody King and and Darby Allen wrestled uh, the opening match on uh, Dynamite, which was probably a match of the night, actually. But um, after that, uh, the come on, brain um, Malachi Black. Yes, Malachi Black. Uh, and and it came came out and 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 Sting. Well, Sting and, came uh, out uh, first to rescue yes, Darby yes, from. Yes, yes. Uh, well, no, uh, yeah, because Malachi came out. Him and Brody King were beating down on Darby, and then Sting came out for the save. They did. Thank you very much for saving me there, sir. Um, <laughs> it's okay, man. <laughs> but the point of the story is that uh, uh, my 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 wait and see moment for this week of uh, AEW was the um, arrival and tease uh, of Miro, who appeared at the end of this segment. He was wearing um, sunglasses. Uh, one lens was uh, uh, semi-transparent, so you could see his eye, and the other one was not, so uh, suggesting that he was his, his eye was damaged after the black mist was sprayed. Yeah, we had Mark an eye Nick. patch on as well, which I think was helping with that effect. Oh, oh okay. I didn't like a, he had like a, you know, like a surgical eye patch. Right, didn't notice that. Yeah. yeah. Well picked up. So, um, you know, it suggests that we're going to see a Miro versus Malachi Black program. Uh, yes, please. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 
Jesus. Yeah, I'm really, really keen to see how this plays out. Uh, the 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 match between Derby and and Brody King was fantastic. A really good example of uh, you know two very different but very entertaining and well really well rounded uh, performers. Uh, and I love the I love the, the the dynamic when you're watching. Uh, two different styles from different size performers in the ring. It's mm. very, very well done. God damn, Darby Allen, take a bump. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty special. And I, I yeah, I think that's a good point, man, that there is um, this weird sort of narrative of like, oh, well, you know, little guy can't. Yeah, I mean, it's from the cornets and stuff of the world where they want to see big giant dudes. Like, you know, anyone who's under six foot three can't be a wrestler sort of thing. Um, but I've always, you know, and maybe because I grew up watching, you know, like Hitman versus Hulk Hogan <laughs> and stuff, like you can have smaller dudes, not that Hitman's that small, but you can have smaller guys go up against bigger guys and, and have great matches. In fact, I would suggest that those matches are always pretty good, especially if you've got a great technical wrestler or someone who can do what Darby can do in the ring here. But really, it doesn't matter what size these guys are. As long as they're telling a good story in ring, that's all that matters. And, yeah, these guys definitely did. But having said that, Miro versus Malachi (laughs) (laughs) is going to be a pretty fucking special match. And one that, like, you know, this is a – Miro versus Malachi is a a main event feud that should be happening in the Fed. There's no reason why either of these guys should have been let go and and shouldn't be around the main event of that of that company. But um, I think the only thing I would say about the AEW feud is hopefully gets pushed up the card a little bit more because I, I just feel like they're sort of both of these guys are up at mid card at the moment and they deserve to just be better than that. Like they're both top guys and 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 should be booked just on the card more accordingly. Yeah, I, I can see this. Um, I'm not sure if it's something that we can wait uh, long enough so that it will appear on All Out. Um, that's in September, so oh, maybe. Yeah, maybe. That could work. Um, yeah, September 4th, so it's only five, <clears throat> five and a half, six weeks away. Yeah, okay. In that case, that's it's... it's well positioned to be an upper card match on all out um yeah absolutely and and we've got um we've got the, the rumored returns of danielson omega punk like it's going to be a pretty giant giant well, card danielson more pretty much said that he'll be back on twitter this week um uh, what what match was he talking about uh jericho and kingston um, it's like one of these guys thinks that he, one of these guys thinks that, that he put me on the shelf and one of them actually did. But when I return soon, I'm going to kick both of their heads in. Nice. I was like, yes, <laughs> yes, uh, yes, yes, yes. That's what I said. In my- <laughs> and Kelly was like, what are you doing? I was like, uh, don't worry about it. Um, so my wait and see is the pay-per-view that's happening tomorrow, which I'm, I'm super happy that there's a pay-per-view on a Sunday to, to be able to watch. Uh, what? There's a pay-per-view? How, there's how, a, did, how did you know about this? The Ring of Honor pay-per-view. 
yeah. Did, 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 was there anything mentioning mentioned during the, uh, the, <laughs> the last week's broadcast? I can't. Well, yeah. I mean, I didn't, didn't pick up that, that, that much of it. There were little bits and pieces. My wait and see is kind of, it's too far because I was, you know, my, the, the build up for this has been pretty poor. It's been centered around Jay Lethal and Samoa Joe to be, and, and, you know, Jay Lethal has had to do all of the heavy lifting for that because Joe has not been around. I didn't. I haven't hated it because they put Joe on the shelf and then they're like, "Where are you, Joe? Come back, Joe." Blah blah blah. Um, but uh, you know, there was a there was a quick promo from Claudio tonight, so, sort of saying like, "Oh, hey, by the way, I'm <laughs> I'm challenging for the heavyweight Ring of Honor title on Sunday." Um, so the build-up has been pretty lackluster, but then when Excalibur went through the card tonight on Rampage, I was like, holy shit, this card is fucking stacked, man. There's so, a, lot of, a lot of new matches have been added yeah. all of a sudden. That yeah, in the last week, which really is exciting. what they did last time with Ring of Honor as well, where it was like, surprise, motherfucker, Dalton Castle's wrestling. Like, oh, great. Like, <laughs> you know, it's like, oh, I don't understand why. Uh, anyway, look, it, I just... There's a lot going on in AEW at the moment, and I think uh, when we get into our worst, we'll probably talk about this in in a bit more detail. But they just—I feel like this, the trains kind of the 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 cars kind of lurching all over the road a little bit, a little bit at the moment as far as focus is concerned. And and there was always a danger that that was going to happen with the amount of people on the roster and the amount of shows that Tony's trying to do and um and it it just really is showing at the moment. I think the build up to Ring of Honor is a testament to that, but most likely the pay-per-view will air tomorrow and it will be a fucking banger of a pay-per-view and we'll all forget about the <laughs> the poor lead-up and just be like, holy shit, FTR Briscoes 2 was pretty amazing, right? So that, that's my wait and see. I'm, I'm on the fence because the, if, if the pay-per-view is anything like the lead-up, then we're in for a long afternoon, but I, I doubt that that will happen. Yep, I think I'm going to be... Wedged into the couch for quite some time tomorrow. Yeah, it's also freezing in Melbourne at the moment while the rest of you guys swelter. I promised myself I wouldn't talk about the weather because I heard a podcast yesterday bang on about how hot it was in England for the first 10 minutes of their podcast. I'm like, no one cares. But I'm only bringing this up for for background. It'll be a very nice Sunday afternoon for both of us to just sit in front of the heater under the doona with holding each other <laughs> with our little cups of cocoa. <laughs> uh, all right, let's get into the low lights. Um, do you want me to go first or do you want to go first on this one? Ah, uh, yeah, I think I think you should um, I think you should take the lead on this one. Yeah, cool. So it was the main event of Dynamite. I've never seen a bigger overbooked i know a lot of people were using this term on twitter but it genuinely was overbooked mess of a fucking main event and you know what was so frustrating about this as well man is that i wanted to see this this was chris jericho said last week on commentary and in the ring that this is the last fucking match between eddie and chris and so far i saw a lot of people sort of um you know rewrite their own history by going oh no i've you know i've actually been off this feud for a while i haven't 
I've loved almost everything to do with this feud. Like, you know, even times where I've been like, oh, maybe this will be a bit shit. It hasn't been. Blood and Guts was fucking awesome. Anarchy in the Arena was fucking awesome. There's been little bits and pieces like, oh, why are they doing that? But for the most part, this has been amazing. Jericho's become the wizard throughout this whole fucking thing. They got they put Ruby on the shelf. Like there, there was a lot about it that I liked. And then it was all meant to culminate in this match. Finally, the blow-off match. Eddie versus Jericho. These fucking idiots are in a shark cage. You know, I assumed that there would be some when I say these fucking idiots, I mean the Jericho Jericho <laughs> Appreciation Society. Um I assumed there would be some, you know, um interference, but I was really hoping that this would just be it this would be the blow off and now i'm starting to think that the blow off will actually be it all out but man this so much about that like even from the moment the shark cage went about four feet off the air i was like what's going on like why is that that four feet off the ground yeah four sorry four feet off the ground i'm so angry i can't even speak english properly the 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 cage went about two feet off the ground. I was like, oh geez, that's uninspiring. Then Ruby the and then I saw Ruby with the fucking mechanism for the cage in her hands, and I was like, oh no, no, no. Um <laughs> so when look, I'm not gonna bang on and on and go through the whole thing beat for beat. I'll just say this. When Eddie and Chris were doing some hardcore wrestling in this match, I was totally into it. And I kept being dragged out of it by all the shit that was going around, going on around the match. Like Ruby being there and then Anna J. Why, why must Anna J and Tay Conti ruin everything that they're involved in? I'm sick of it. They're not ready to be on tv they're definitely not ready to be fucking heels like and then tay comes down for some reason because sammy and her are now part of the fucking jericho appreciation society she's got the wrong keys or she's got too many keys so then all of a sudden the jericho appreciation society are fucking just walking out of the cage that they've been suspended in for the last 20 minutes i mean to talk about this being look i try to be reasonable with the stuff with with aw if you go back and listen to the fucking deathmatch episode i actually took it stood up for them that when jericho took the bump off the cage and everyone was bitching about that i stood up for them this time i cannot abide the fucking farcical nature of this match man it's the main event you've been promoting it for fucking weeks do better this was shit Everything about it was fucking shit. The, the, then these guys get out of the cage. The fucking Black Rebel Motorcycle Club come down and fucking help out to, you know. And then Jericho gets the fucking win anyway. I mean, if if Eddie had gotten the win, I could have maybe excused all the fucking palaver that was going on. Yeah, in that the, was in so unsatisfying. But yeah. it's like, which... You know, I know that if these guys were listening, they were like, oh, you fucking Mark, like it's not the end of the story. It was like, but you fucking said it was, man. <laughs> like, don't, don't, book, like, you only get so many of those chances. Do you know what I mean? To be like, before you start becoming the company that cried wolf. Like, you can't, you can't keep going, hey, tune in this week because this is the blow off between Kingston and Jericho that you've been waiting to see and then get all of this. I mean, I think that's probably the underlying anger for me with this was like I tuned in really excited to see one of my favorite wrestlers of all time and one of my new favorite wrestlers go head to head in a fucking barbed wire match to finish this feud that has actually been, for the most part, really fun. 
And then this happened. And I just couldn't. <laughs> I just, I, uh, it, it's the worst I felt after Dynamite ending of like, oh no, this is embarrassing. This is bad booking. Is Jericho, like, it's this Chris's fault? Whose fault is this? <laughs> is this Tony's fault? Is this Chris's fault? What is going on? And I genuinely, like, we joke about how things happen and we bitch about it. And then two weeks later, we're like, Tony's a genius. I can't see myself ever coming back and going, oh, no, in retrospect, this was good wrestling booking. This was all over the place, poor, and I'm not happy about it, Paul. I can, I can understand. Uh, I, I, I felt very similarly, uh, like, <laughs> interference in matches. Um, yes, it's pro wrestling. Yes, it's, it just has to happen because, you know, it's got to, there's heels and there's baby faces and the heels do heely things and blah, blah, blah. But, you know, I really do like to have, to have the my the opportunity to suspend my disbelief for a while, <laughs> feel like it's a, you know, it's a real competition where someone, where each of them potentially have a chance and you want to cheer on the baby face and know that they've got a, an equal, an equal chance in this, in this, in this, uh, this, this fight. Yeah. And then that happens and it's just, ah, oh, no, but it's not even like, you know, and I know I shit on Tay and, um, Anna all the time, and I'm probably overly critical of them. I I can hold my hands up there, but what the fuck were they doing out there? Like, did, I understand it's to start a feud with Ruby. That doesn't need to happen in this match. Like, oh, it makes me so mad, Paul. Even think about it, it's four days later or whatever, and I'm still furious. Usually I calm down a little bit, but I'm just so angry about that booking, especially because it's like our our fan base, the AEW fan base, is fucking loyal, if not anything else. I mean, yes, people go back and forth on booking decisions and can bitch about shit and blah, blah, but for the most part, everyone who's an AEW fan is team AEW, and I really worry the booking matches like this that are so fedified and all over the place and gaga and screwy finishes or whatever you want to call it, people will walk away. People will walk away and be like, ah, fuck it. I'm not going to waste my time, you know. And and this isn't like entitled marks not getting what they want. This is just poorly booked. Just poorly booked. You know, like I wouldn't be anywhere near as angry if Jericho hadn't been on fucking TV for hours the week before going, make sure you tune in because this is the fucking mm. blow off that you've all been waiting for. Chris, I, I, I love you, man. I haven't been this angry since your fucking wife was at the January 6th fucking insurrection. I, uh, allegedly. <laughs> <laughs> I've got to give it to, uh, to Eddie Kingston that he was wise enough to see even though what who who booked it or or why 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 they went along with that decision to um why? to to uh why was it was it Sammy that came in and and helped Oh Sammy yeah I didn't even fucking talk about that Yeah sorry man you go He came in and 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 prevented um prevented uh Eddie getting the pin on Jericho, and hang on, it wasn't this a death match anyway? And death matches are supposed to be um, uh, the countouts. 
anyway, whatever. Oh, it's a barbed wire everywhere match, so I don't know. Yeah, I, um, maybe it is a pinfall. But then, that, but then I, I, I watched the um, the final three count. I, I rewound it and watched it like three or four times because mm. Eddie said something. He was looking back up on his shoulders down, looking up at Jericho, and he either said "thank you" or "fuck you." I'm not sure. <laughs> Uh, or if it wasn't, it was something very similar to 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 that. Um, uh, and I I couldn't I couldn't quite believe either one because of the <laughs> of the timing and the moment and the way that he's is is like his facial expression. But then, once the pin occurred, he realised that there was still a good forty five seconds or so of airtime left, and so was able to. Um, mo- uh, move Jericho into the right spot so he could push him onto the the barbed wire spider web, and uh, Jericho then sold like crazy, wrig- wrig- wriggling around in that. So it was a good, mm. a good image to end it. Yeah, the last um, forty five seconds was the best fucking thing of the whole presentation. Yeah, <laughs> I mean th- that's being harsh. There were some really good spots in the in the match, but. And and Sammy again, like it's one of those things where, like on its own, Sammy coming in and interfering in that match, not bad, right? Mm. If none of the other bullshit had happened, because you know Eddie threw Sammy off a fucking cage, so Sammy right. coming, like Sammy coming and wanting revenge on Eddie, that makes sense. But it's just so much. There's just you know, it's like here's Ruby Riot, here's Tay and fucking Anna, here's the knuckleheads and you know the mm. best in sports entertainment in the fucking cage and now they're just <laughs> now they're get, we can't get out of the cage oh hang on what if i just go through these bars like this oh okay oh here's sammy like there was just oh <laughs> it, it reeked of like late stage wcw and i don't want to i don't want to push the panic button and be like oh aw's on the way out it's not it's fine everything will be fine but this was this was a poor night at the office for everyone involved. Now, balance your your reflection on on that moment with our expectation of what we're going to see tomorrow at an ROH branded event. I would hope that there is none of that, none of that in matches. Maybe should have. I don't think there will be. Maybe after the bell. Okay, that's you know that's all right. It's to continue stories, but from bell to bell, I want to see clean finishes. That's me. And certainly under ROH, um, so I'm looking looking forward to it. Uh, there's a lot of good matches in the card. We should move on to our card. Yeah, we should. Which that was is, a... which is it's your low light. What was your low light? My, okay, week? my low light. Um, another high, another main event. So um, unfortunately, this this reflects on what we have viewed in the past week as um, disappointing. Uh, go home booking into. Mm. Uh, the death before dishonor pay per view. It hasn't really done much to hype us for this event, and I really uh, would be surprised if the um, pay per view buys are uh, are high. I'd be surprised. Yeah. Um, so this main event was the main event of Rampage: uh, Jay Lethal versus Christopher Daniels. Look, uh, Joe. Samojo wasn't there. Samojo hasn't been there in any of the build-up because he's, um, you know, been put on the shelf by these guys. 
Uh, you know, I like the consistency in storytelling there. That's fine. Um, Chris, Christopher Daniels is a, you know, is a solid performer. Jay Lethal, very good. But the crowd was dead. And in fact, I think uh, at some points, it really seemed to me like they were even piping in crowd music, crowd noise. Oh, you reckon? To sweeten the, yeah, the, to sweeten the broadcast, um, which, uh, you know, oh, again, with, um, to, to, um, to uh, continue your, um, your concerns about how this, the, these booking decisions are uh, suggestive of some of the worst of, of uh, the other guys. Well, this is stuff that, um, that WWE regularly do or have done anyway, is to hmm. um, make the crowds sound like they're getting more into it for the TV audience. And um, uh, yeah, I'd be interested in your um, in your opinion if you if you had a look back had a look back at that um, main event of Rampage. Hmm. Just like you know, have a have a listen to the last five or five or five or eight minutes or so, um, and then. Uh, like there were some bits where I just thought, where's that noise coming from? Like the crowd aren't even moving. And then, then I see a little bit and, oh, okay, there's a couple of people standing up and clapping. All right, that's real. Right? Yeah. <laughs> it was just, it was really dead and it was a really, really lackluster lead into what should be an amazing pay-per-view event tomorrow. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree with that as well. I think you could have had three or four different matches that were kind of, in the worst or low light this week, you know, like, um, but anyway, I, I agree with you. I'll go back and listen to that and see. I, I didn't pick up on that while I was watching it, but, um, I'm, I, I'm not as, uh, canny with that stuff as, as, as you are. So I will go back and, and listen to it. Um, on the positive side, yeah, let's jump. It's been a pretty fucking negative episode so far. There were some highlights, some, as I mean, AW's worst is still. <laughs> thousand times better than anybody else's best um do you want me to go first so you can go second with the highlights go for it dude um so my highlight uh i don't want to come across as a mox super fan but it, i think this is three weeks in a row where mox has been my highlight so <laughs> um he's doing good work mox and yuda versus the best friends i love this match um i just thought it told a really i thought all four guys told a really good story in ring um Trent uh, Barada is a, is a really good in-ring worker. You, I can't remember the last time I saw Chuck wrestle, uh, like on Dynamite or, or Rampage, and it mm, was- It's been a while. <clears throat> he's really good, and those guys told a really good story. The story being that Trent doesn't like Wheeler Yuta because he replaced him in the best friends while he was out, you know, and sort of came back and was like, the fuck is this guy doing here? Um. And so there was all there, always that tension between the two of them. So it was an opportunity for Trent to just beat the shit out of Wheeler Yuta. Also, like, Wheeler Yuta kind of just left the best friends in the lurch and went to the Bombay Gin Country, County Club. And um, and so there was that. But also, like, Chuck, you know, there was the story of Chuck sort of saying to Trent, like, hey, fuck, relax, man. Like, he's okay. He's cool. Like, he's just, you know, he's doing his thing. Um, and then also just like, and Wheeler kind of being a bit of a upstart punk and also just the wrecking ball psychopath that is John Moxley flying mm. around the ring, <laughs> you know, because they're trying, they were essentially trying to work on Yuta and keep Moxley out of the ring. And then when Moxley got involved, like um, he did beat the shit out of the, out of Chuck and Trent, but they kind of held their own as well. I, I just, 
I thought the story, like out of, we had so much um, interference and outside ring stuff going on to have a match where it went for 15 minutes. It was really well wrestled. There was a clean finish, but the story continued to go on just by Orange Cassidy saying one word of like Chuck taught Wheeler that move to finish the match. Um, That's what he said. Yeah. Ah. <laughs> uh, I just thought that was cool as well of like, you know, there's all this stuff going on, like, you know, because Regal's on the commentary booth as well. Yeah, and also, like, the stuff between OC and Regal on the booth I thought was kind of cool where Regal's just continuously talking about, like, well, he was good in the Best Friends, but now he's great that <laughs> that we've taught him. And Orange Cassidy's like, yeah, okay, whatever. Uh, and then for Orange Cassidy to get upset at the end of the match because Chuck, you know, it was a move that Chuck taught him that Wheeler used to finish the match off, setting up hopefully a um uh maybe a match between Mox and Orange Cassidy <laughs> at some point which I don't know what that would look like but I know it would be amazing yeah um, clash of styles I, I just thought this was a real highlight in a week where there was was probably quite a few misses yeah th- this this one um I, I actually found a little bit hard to concentrate on because the commentary with the, the um Regal was just going crazy, going a million miles an hour. Just the yeah, banter was. was just full on. It's a very <laughs> funny man, William Regal. I didn't realize how funny he actually was, but yeah, there was a lot going on. There was a lot going on for sure, and 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 I'd, I'd really appreciated um, the, the you know the things that you mentioned about the fact that this you know this started from bell to bell. There was no interference. It was a really well told story, and um, there there was another little moment that. Um, I, I picked up on later in the broadcast, and that was uh, when the uh, women's tag match happened. And uh, Willow Nightingale. She's great. She is great. And her her best asset, I think, is her face. She mm. sells constantly. She's telling stories constantly with her face. Yeah. yeah. And, um, I, I mean, uh, I think um, – uh, the Dante Martin did well in his match against Lee Moriarty on Rampage, and mm. probably it's probably some of the best work that he's done in in um, just you know doing using Selling. using his face to sell a yeah. story. Yeah. Um, but Willow Nightingale, she's she's up there, head and shoulders above. Um, you know, uh, Jay Cargill should look over there and learn. <laughs> uh, like, yeah, uh, yeah. Um, my highlight was the promo that Dax did for the two out of three falls match that they're doing with the Briscoes. Mm. Um, what a really lovely story and really well um, executed. Uh, he he just he he presented it really well and it was a story about yeah. his, his his daughter having heart problems and then at the end of it he said i'm going to fight like an eight-year-old girl and everybody loved it and they're going to sell a t-shirt now and all the proceeds proceeds go to the american heart foundation or some similar charity and it's just thought, what a really great moment to yeah. um to bring in some real life storytelling into the into the uh the the unreal stories that we love to love to get wrapped up wrapped up with with this product it was great yeah and and sold i mean not that we not that you need to sell briscoe's versus ftr but um it, it 
more than anything, it probably sells FTR as the baby faces, you know, really doubling down on that of the love that's being shown to them at the moment. But they deserve it because they're doing fucking fantastic work. And um, hopefully my seven-star FTR T-shirt shows up any day now. It's been a little while, Pro Wrestling Tees, if you're listening, and we know you do. Just, uh, <laughs> those Damien Gibson orders is the Damien Gibson <laughs> from Wrestle <Warfare. laughs> Um All right, let's jump into the predictions. Um, so last week... You had a good week. You uh, predicted that <clears throat> Jungle Boy would return and go after Christian, which did happen. Um, so I'll give you a point there. That's We're now both on two points. Um, and I uh, said that Brian Danielson uh, would return, which he did to Twitter and said <laughs> that he would return soon. So I'm giving myself a point there as well. No, I'm not. Um, what did you think of Luchasaurus's fucking Big Show-esque turn of turning after he turned two weeks ago <laughs> yeah I, uh, uh, if you uh, if you li- go back to our uh, podcast last week my prediction was that um jungle boy would return yes he did but i also said that um he would um form a tag team with one of the members of the blondes the the, the varsity blondes hmm. and and then face luchasaurus and christian cage so clearly, I didn't think that. Oh, you did Sorry. say that. So you don't get a point. Right. <laughs> you dubbed yourself in, man. You shouldn't have done that. Still two one. <laughs> so clearly, I didn't think Luchasaurus would be turning. Uh, so yeah, that, that that certainly caught me off guard. In the moment, I thought it was fun, but uh, you know, um, Captain Negative over here, Sir Kayfabe, messaged me and was like, "What is this bullshit? <laughs> Big Show bullshit." <laughs> Um, it's like, hey, well, I don't really have a, I don't really have a defense for that. I don't know. It just felt like fun, you know. Any any uh, promo where you know you see the heel being chased out of the arena by the face, I'm into it. Yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> so, what do you reckon is going to happen this week, Damien? I'm mate. I'm going so line and length on this. Well, actually, I think you don't think I am, but I, I'm going for the Briscoes to beat FTR to to win back the Ring of Honor um tag team belts because uh tk and we know you listen said this week that he just signed the briscoes to a long-term deal so i can't imagine that they sign a long-term deal and then do a job for ftr on the pay-per-view yeah never heard of a red herring well yeah and that's why i get everything wrong all the time <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, that's my Briscoe's to be FTR at uh, Death Before Dishonor. Well, I reckon that uh, Claudio Castagnoli is going to beat Jonathan Gresham because Jonathan Gresham has turned up to a taping of AEW Dark, which is due to air after tomorrow's pay-per-view, mm-hmm. and he did not have his belt on his shoulder. So have I ever heard of a red herring? No. <laughs> God, I'd love it so much if we both got these wrong it would be fucking hilarious i'm actually barracking for that now for the podcast next week um so we got as i mentioned earlier i've got a new little segment it's just a fun stupid little segment that i thought we could do you know to kind of close out the show on a positive no matter how negative the episode might be um and then you know we'll have paul's illustrious spot of the week that uh, obviously closes out the show uh which is now traditional but uh it's called mark of the week 
And this week I'm giving it to the guy who was in the front row of Dynamite and therefore Rampage, dressed in a full deleted Matt Hardy gear. So the, the purple robe with the black tassel buttons. He'd even crimped his hair, Paul. <laughs> so so this, look, is the, this is the same getup that uh, Matt was in when he debuted in yes. Florida when they were doing the, the teleporting from seat yeah, to Yeah, remember when he teleported from the... <laughs> Remember when Matt Hardy teleported on Dynamite? Uh, yeah. So why does he do that all the time? He should do that all the time. Anyway, so this guy, I don't know if he got like uh, half a day off to to get this gear happening, or at least have his hair crimped. Uh, but I hope he didn't. I hope he didn't actually tell his boss why he took the day off because <laughs> I don't think he's got a job anymore. Hey, boss, I'm just going to duck out early. I'm going to go crimp my hair like deleted Matt Hardy for two hours before I go to Dynamite. <laughs> well, have a good time, man. Uh, don't come back tomorrow. Um, anyway, let's do something. Well, I would say it's a little more serious, although this week <laughs> I'm not 100% sure. What's the spot of the week, Paulie? Well, yes. So usually, I like to uh, I like to highlight some incredibly athletic, or um, or powerful, or exciting, fast move that's that's uh, really um, impressed me. But um, there was there was quite a lot that happened uh, during the during the uh, barbed wire barbed wire everywhere match. Many things where I just went, oh, ooh, duh, and a lot of that. But um, there was one bit that uh, I thought was just really, really clever, really kind of cute, I suppose, <laughs> and um, and a really nice little production touch. And that was something that I've never seen before. And I've seen I've seen hardcore matches, um, mm-hmm. and uh, this was when the, the, this bit was was. Uh, when Justin Roberts, the uh, ring announcer, came out and he's holding a microphone that's wrapped in barbed wire. Yeah, it was the best. <laughs> thought, what a great touch. I, I, I really was impressed that, 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 you know, whoever came up with it did that and then he agreed, yeah, sure, uh, no worries, I'll, I'll do that. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, then, it might have been Justin's idea. It might have been. Hey, and can then, I get in on this? And and then Eddie, and then Eddie grabs it out of his hands and starts wailing on Jericho's head with head with it to start the match. So uh, great, well done, very creative. Yeah, spot like. of the week. Well done, Justin Roberts, the winning <laughs> spot of the week. <laughs> all right, man. Well, that's all the news that's fit to print. Thanks to the Pigskin Network and uh, Amaze for hosting and supporting us. Um, also, thank you for listening to us. If you want to support the show, you can do that by rating or subscribing in whatever player you are using, although Apple Podcasts would be really good. Uh, but anyway, until next week, may your wrestling be good wrestling and we, we don't, don't talk about go. Go. We know. Oh.